Welcome to the Luvan Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, where time is guaranteed. Join the Luvan Mark Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Luvan Marks Wrestling Podcast. This is Wrangler. I've got Jenny with me today. Say hello, Jenny. Hello, everybody. Uh, Kat, uh, we miss Kat today. She's off on assignment. Uh, <laughs> special super secret assignment. Special super secret assignment. I always wanted to say that. I always wanted to say that. So, um, so because Kat is off on assignment, we had something else totally planned for this week. But uh, So now we had to call an audible, and uh, so we're just going to be talking what's going on right now with... Uh, with the world of AEW, and there's a lot going on. Big weekend for AEW, uh, but uh, you know, uh, first, I mean, let's just go ahead and get the big news out of the way. If you didn't know, Tony Khan is the new owner of ROH, so that is uh, that's a big deal. Before we get too far into it, yeah, was his promo as awkward as the internet is making it out to be? It's very awkward. Okay, I just wanted to know your opinion on that. Well, it, 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 he was like a kid. Tony Kong, he, he, I, you know, I, I think he's genuinely a, I think he's a, a good guy. His, he's a he, I mean, his eyes were so wide. He couldn't, he could, I mean, it was like he was, he was so excited. He couldn't, he couldn't contain himself. And his eyes was so wide with excitement that he had bought this promotion that he grew up watching. That he could, that he had a hard time containing himself, and and you can't help but feel that kind of excitement. I mean, I'm sitting in the living room, I'm I'm clapping for the guy because I think he's done a great thing. ROH, there's a lot of history with ROH. There's a lot of history behind ROH, and he bought the 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 word on the street is that he bought ROH. Uh, what contracts they had, the entire 17 year tape library for 20 million dollars. Dropping a bucket for that man. Yeah. Drop. I, mean, I I hadn't heard the number yet. Twenty million dollars is not. I mean, in in the big scheme of things, buying something for twenty million dollars, a business for twenty million dollars, yes, it is a lot of money. But to Tony Khan, who is a billionaire, I not, mean, that really doesn't seem like enough. Kind of makes me curious how many contracts are included in this. From what I'm hearing, there was not a lot of people left under contract. There wasn't. There wasn't. And I and I at yeah, you know, I think Jonathan Gresham's still under contract, their current champion. I think that uh the Briscoes were still under contract because they're going off on Twitter wanting to fight FTR, and I'm all for that. Fucking let those four guys fight for forever. Uh but I'm not for sure who else they had under contract. But I thought a lot of the contracts were dropping at like the end of December or whatever. They did. I know there was a date. They did. They dropped at the end of the year. A lot of the contracts dropped at the end of the year. And I know Jonathan Gresham has been backstage the last four weeks at AEW. They just don't have a spot to work him in. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Brian Danielson, anyone? Anyone. I mean, give it to me now. Jonathan Gresham and Brian Danielson is a classic in the making. Give it to me. And, and, and you know, you can give it away for free on TV. I mean, that would be fine. Because, you know, pay, uh, AEW pay-per-views are few, uh, few and far between. They only have four a year. So they give away most of their good stuff on TV. 
but I, I'm excited for it, and that brings up uh, it brings up a lot of possibilities. Uh, it was the Sinclair Group that used to own ROH, so now that now that Tony Khan and essentially TBS owns ROH, do they bring back the 605 slot on Saturday night for ROH? Possible. I would like to see. I would like to see that. Because anybody, any any old head, any any old wrestling fan will tell you that the that the six oh five slot on Saturday night was one of the best slots ever for wrestling. I've been seeing people say they want some Saturday morning wrestling back. Saturday morning wrestling is awesome. Uh, you know when uh, WCW syndicated, they had their syndicated shows. Uh, they had uh, I think it's uh, worldwide and they had a couple other ones, but uh, yeah, they played those on Saturday morning. That was awesome. Right after Saturday morning cartoons, you got uh, you got the NWA Worldwide or whatever, and uh, yeah, those shows were awesome too on Saturday morning. So yeah, I'm 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 down for Saturday morning wrestling too. Saturday morning wrestling would be a good thing. Can't remember who it was I saw that was saying that. It was a wrestler saying it, but I can't remember who it was now though. Hey, bring it back. Bring back Tony Khan to bring it back. Tony Khan does a lot of. Uh, it's not exactly innovative, but it's stuff that is traditional in a wrestling sense that he's brought back. And I would love to see the, I would love to see a version of WCW Saturday Night come back on TBS at six oh five. That would be fantastic. I mean, what's what's uh, what's TBS uh, showing at six oh five on Saturday Night right now? Uh, the Avengers for the fifteen thousandth time. So you know there. It depends on what sports season's going on. And it depends on what sports season going on. Yeah. I mean, March you're going to get interrupted a lot with um, the tournament, basketball tournaments, and March Madness. I don't know if they air a lot of NBA games on Saturday nights, but I think TBS has a deal for the NBA too. Mm-hmm. Or that TNT, one of those two channels. Let's see. I think it's TNT, maybe. And they have a if they wanted to use utilize it, they already have a home. For ROH, if they didn't want to go, to, if they didn't want to tour early on, they already have a home, the old Impact Zone, down in Orlando, Universal Studios. They're already using it for dark tapings. So if they wanted to use that as ROH on uh, TB, uh, ROH on TBS, it's six oh five on Saturday night. They could do it. A little studio setting, it'd be fantastic. But now, do you think they keep ROH as ROH, bring back the ROH talent? Or are they going to use this as an extension of the AEW brand and move a lot more of their roster that direction since they have a very loaded roster right now? Both. Both? Both. I think think there's going to be an integration of some ROH talent, not all of it, because, you know, a lot of it's, a lot of it's working in Impact now. Uh, I think it's going to be an integration of both. Uh, some of the guys that you see on Dark right now, some of the guys that are really green and might need some work, might fare better in ROH. Or if you don't want to use the guys that are green and really need to work, you could use some of the established veterans that know how to work and use them in ROH. Some of the guys you don't get to see a lot, like Joey Janela or, or Kip Sabian. We haven't seen Kip Sabian in a year. Or better. Uh, and, and, and this is this is tailor made for 
the bloated AEW roster, and it is bloated. It's very bloated. Too big for its own good. To be able to get more guys on notable television. And ROH, moving guys down to ROH, which essentially I feel like is going to be the NXT of AEW now. That was my next question. Yeah. Because I, I, I keep seeing people comparing it. They can use it like an NXT. Yeah. It's going to be their feeder. Other guys. It's going to be their feeder. It's going to be their feeder, I feel. And with that, with the, with the, I'm thinking with the purchase of ROH, they actually purchased the ROH Training Academy as well. So there's that. But I, I feel like that uh, it's going to be a feeder for AEW. They're going to develop guys there. Send some guys that typically work Nightmare Factory. You know, they're learning the Nightmare Factory. You send them over there, and uh, they get some valuable they get some valuable TV time before they're ready to be brought up to AEW. And you get the entire 17-year tape library. I know that's what Raven's most excited about. Yes. So now that they can get an all-in DVD. Mm-hmm. They get the ROH all- technically ran the first all-in. Yep. ROH technically ran the first all-in. So now you get now you can get an all-in DVD. Uh, this opens the possibility of a streaming service for AEW now. I've seen talks about HBO Ooh, floating around. I have HBO for free. So... I'm down for that. If HBO, I saw something about it floating around yesterday. Yeah, H- I don't know how official it was or not, but HBO take uh take take that and they use HBO as their streaming service. I'm down because I HBO's for free. I have HBO for free. I actually don't have to pay at all for that. It's included with my with my phone with my phone bill. It is the perk. I won't say what company cricket, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a pretty good one. Oh, it is. HBO. They've got a hell of a lot of good stuff on HBO. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I was watching. Uh, I was. What was I watching on HBO the other night? I was watching something on HBO. That enjoyed the hell out of it. But uh, yeah. Oh, I was watching. I, I know what I watched. Too much on there. I know what I watched. <laughs> I know what I watched. I watched the. Uh, I watched the DC animated universe. Ah, yeah. All those movies. Those movies are good. Good. I I, I like. I like I like the comic stories where it's, it's hopeless and everybody's dead and everybody's dead and like in every one of these movies it's like everybody dies so yeah it it, it is, those movies are awesome but anyway back to back to ROH uh, do you think that uh, what do you think about Cody Rhodes maybe he is actually going to run ROH. I mean, I think that was one of the possibilities for him that Raven and I discussed. I think it was more Cody buying ROH, not so much Tony buying ROH. When we had our Where in the World is Cody Rhodes episode yeah, a couple weeks ago. I know that was one of the things we discussed with Cody and ROH. I've seen William Regal's name thrown around as somebody that Tony Khan should call in to run ROH. Absolutely. I think I would rather see that than Cody. I mean, we already know what Cody can do running a company. Do we need to see it again? Well, I mean, Cody's going to Cody's going to have to have people to work with him. So if Cody is run, if Cody does end up running ROH, uh, he he would need he would need people to work with him, and you know, giving William Regal a call is definitely a step in the right direction. You know, I just don't know if I'm convinced that he's going to leave running one company 
just to jump into running another company. Uh, I, th- I, I, I think, think it's what he wants, he wants to, do. to do. I don't know. I think it's actually what he wants to do. He, he that's the that's the you know that's Dusty coming out in him because you know believe part of the story though of why they left was it was taking too much time from their family time. So why would he jump right back into it? Well, that's well, it may be true. It may be true. I have no idea. But if he, if but it, but here it, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. If he's going back to WWE, that's really going to cut into family time. But I think he is gonna. He would have the pull to limit his um, appearances. Maybe just do TV, no house shows, or at least, or maybe only like a select number of house shows. Oh, you say you say. Like a lot of people have these days. They kind of are, they've got the seniority and the pull to work that into their contracts. Yes, uh, I think well, Randy doesn't work house shows. Randy works a limited number of house shows. Right. Randy Orton does. I want to say I don't think Bobby Roode works house shows. I feel like I see pictures from house shows and it's just Dolph working with random tag teams and not Bobby Roode being there. Right. Like he's just randomly thrown in with like Seth and Kevin or just random things. And I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm, Cause I think, Oh my God, did Bobby Roode get hurt? And then he shows up on TV. I'm like, no, he's fine. He just works TV. I mean, and, and I could see that. I could, I mean, maybe he does get a deal like that. I don't know if that's just be so that he can go home to Canada during the week. So I think he still travels back and forth from Canada because he got stuck in Canada for a long time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was stuck for a long time up there because of uh, travel restrictions. Um, Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. And for the Cody thing, I just I don't know. There is still nine million scenarios of what this guy can do. Yeah, nobody really knows what Cody Rhodes is going to do. It's all this is just I speculation. Know if Cody Rhodes knows what Cody Rhodes is going to do. Oh, he knows exactly what he's going to do. No, I know. Ah, that's the thing about it. he knows. He, he, this is very very calculated. And knowing Cody, he wants it to be as special as what he can make it. So, if it is, I mean, if it's a WWE run, he best get on the boat because he's going to miss Mania. I mean, there's not much time to build a significant story left if he's going to do I mean, Mania. It doesn't have to be this Mania, though. Bring something in and you start it for next year. I say, I, I, yeah, maybe, maybe so, but... Maybe you know, he's going to be the one going in with his Pat McAfee thing. Could be. One never knows. No one never knows. One one would think it'd be Austin Theory, but you know, it could be Cody Rhodes. I just. I mean, it could be both of them in a way. Could be. I was listening to a little bit of um, Mark Andrews' podcast earlier today, and they were talking about because it's like the around the same time that the news first broke that oh Vince McMahon is going to be in a match at WrestleMania. And they were saying, well, how cool would it be? Or it was around the same time, Vince, and then the Stone Cold news that they're trying to get Stone Cold to come back. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how cool would it be if you had McMahon and Theory versus McAfee and Austin? Ooh. In like a tag team thing. Like just, or no, sorry, not McAfee. You'd have to have Kevin Owens in there somewhere. Yeah, so KO's, got, yeah KO's got to be in there. He's, he's, he's running down Texas every chance he gets. He He's even running down Texas on TikTok. Like you'd have to like, I can't remember now how they worded it to have like all four of those guys in there at the same time. But I was like, oh my God. Because then you also get McMahon and Austin as well as Kevin and Austin. Yeah. And then I was, oh, okay. I kind of like this idea. If you want a really good podcast, listen to Mark Theory or Mark Andrews' podcast. It's really good. Anyhow, there's my plug. There's your plug, huh? <laughs> no, they didn't pay us to plug. I that. like Mark Andrews, so. I always kind of forget he has a podcast, and every now and then I'm like, oh, yeah. 
All right. Nice. So uh, that's not all what's going in AEW this week. This weekend they've got Revolution, one of their big, one of their big shows, big pay per view, and the card is loaded. The card is loaded. Even even a pre show, even a pre show matches make you want to tune into the pre show. So well, I mean that's what you put good matches on a pre show. Yeah. Everyone is giving the pre show. I'm gonna go on a little tangent here. Everyone always. You know, the whole, oh, they're on the pre-show. Why are they on the pre-show? They deserve better. Who said being on the pre-show was a bad thing? Yeah. We did. The fans did. The fans believe it is, yeah. We Why? said it was a bad thing. You want to put a good match on that pre-show to get butts in seats early at these yeah. arenas. Yeah. That's that, the whole point. That's You're the whole point of it. match of the show. Mm -hmm. There might be some gap in between you and the next match because it's the pre-show, but you're still the first match of the show. That's why they're always putting the Usos and Due Date on the pre-show because they knew it was going to be a banger every time. Yeah, well, that and you know that's uh, the Usos. I actually remember an interview a few years ago that, about the Usos, and you remember back when uh, WWE WWE Superstars was a thing. Yep. You know they loved working superstars because they were allowed to actually go out and work and have a ten to fifteen minute match, and learn so much because they were because because they were the only match on the card a lot of times. Right. And that kind of goes back. I mean, I'm going to just, this is kind of like a little side tangent that goes along with being on the pre show. Why did being on main event have to become a negative thing? Because. You're still getting out there. You're still in front of the people. It's because, because we make it. On YouTube instead. We make it a negative. We make it a negative thing. But why is the AW YouTube shows not a negative thing? Why is it only the WWE negative shows or YouTube shows? That's a good question because I thoroughly enjoy Dark and Dark Evolution. I thoroughly they enjoy those shows. They put good people on their shows, and it's still it's getting them out there and doing something in front of the fans. I think that would be a good thing instead of them just sitting in the back not doing anything. Oh, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And I think but we, I, as the fans of wrestling, have made these you know quote unquote bad things and negative things, and they deserve better. I'm like, well, they're still out there. Or do they deserve to not be out there at all? Oh, they they definitely deserve to be out there. I, I think that uh, because of because of how we've how we think that something when it isn't on the main show we think it automatically is bad. It's not though. That's what I would love to see change with wrestling. No matter what show you watch, just appreciate that you're getting to see these people. No matter where they're coming, if it's on YouTube, if it's on TV, if it's on fucking TikTok. You're still seeing them. They're still doing something. They're being engaged. They're being used in some form of a, or another. Right, and, just appreciate it. And the people that, and I know there's going to be people that say, oh, well, there's nothing but squash matches on Dark. Yes, exactly. There's squash ma There's there's a whole list of squash matches, and then you have, you have the main event at the very end, which is not a squash match. It's actually a very good 15-minute match, 10 to 15-minute match. But here's the thing. I grew up on the squash match. A lot of wrestling fans grew up on the squash match. Squash matches aren't a bad thing. They are actually you're the burying people. No, you're not burying anybody. That's the thing. Squash matches are not a bad thing. When you have it's repetition and learning, exactly. When you get a young guy in there like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Lee Johnson, big shoddy. I'm gonna take Lee Johnson. I'm gonna use Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson as an example. When you can get Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson in, in front of in front of a crowd and you can let them work for five, six, seven minutes with a couple of veteran wrestlers, 
and they look good in beating a couple of veteran wrestlers, and they might have to fight from underneath a little bit because those two guys are veteran guys. They've had much more years of experience in the business. But Shoddy and, and Brock win because they're because they're on the come up. That's the kind of wins you want these guys to have. And then when these guys get these wins, you know, you know, AEW records mean everything. So whenever they come out to the ring for a tag team match against the Young Bucks, and they've got a record of 26-4, and four, you don't care who the 26 is. You just see that they have a record of 26-4. and four. They've beaten 26 to other teams. You understand what I'm saying here. Right. Because records mean everything in AEW, and wins, believe it or not, still mean something in professional wrestling where they come against where they come against a top tag team or they come against two job guys that couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper sack. It doesn't matter. Wins mean something in professional wrestling. Don't let WWE tell you they don't mean anything because wins do mean something. So dark, so dark and dark elevation play a very vital role in AEW. That's my rant. Maybe a little bit where WWE kind of lost people with Superstars the main event. Like, Superstars used to tie into the shows more back yes. in the day. Yep. To where they don't so much anymore. No, they're such a wrestling now. going out there and working their asses off. Yeah. That deserve for us to watch them. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of just complaining that, oh, they're putting, you know, Liv Morgan on main event again. Ugh. Just watch it and support her if you like her that much. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do, yeah. And they, I mean, and... WWE, they do put it out there for, for you to for as content. For you to go on the network and watch, and go to the go to the YouTube channel and watch. But they also do it for training purposes as well. So don't. That's the reason why you see cameras at house shows. Gen, yeah, Jenny, I know you've seen them at house shows. That's the reason why you see cameras at no, house I've shows. Never been to a house show. You've never been to a house show. Okay, so so they do have. They do have cameras at house shows. And they use it as like film, just like professional football teams or professional sports teams do. They use but it as part film. Part of that though is to broadcast it to the big screens for people. It also. is. It is part of but it. Part of it is that. Important. Part of it is that. Part of it is that. But they do still use that as training. Training footage to see where they went wrong in the spot. Maybe they didn't do a spot very smooth, and they want to see how they can fix it. And that's how they do it. It's just like it's just like any other sport or any other profession. You know, repetitions make you perfect. Repetitions is key, and the more right. reps you can get in the ring, the better off you are. And that's why I think the ROH acquisition is going to be fantastic for AEW because AEW has so much talent, unused talent. They could put in ROH and use well, them. In, talent now that they don't have apparently Chavo Guerrero anymore. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we're not <laughs> going to go there. I don't want to bury Chavo because I respect Chavo. I think there's a little bit of bitterness coming out from Chavo. Oh, Chavo. Yeah, I think it's a little bitter. You know, I, I respect Chavo way too much to bury him, so I'm not going to do it. But they could take that ta- that unused talent, put him in ROH, and have quality matches with him in ROH, and, and put on damn good shows. So, ROH is vital for them but anyway i just hope they still pick up a lot of roh people though because those people kind of got blindsided and out of a job well i'm sure they will i'm sure they will i'm sure there's some i'm sure they'll they will integrate like i say they'll integrate both they'll have both roh and aew integrated together in one one lovely piece of wrestling clay that you can mold any way you want it 
But anyway, back to Revolution. Uh, the buy-in. Jenny, you got the match list in front of you, right? Yes. I sent it to you. Give me the give me the first. Give me, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about all these matches and and pr- give you my prediction of a winner. Give we'll me the, start with Hook versus QT Marshall. Hook versus QT Marshall. This has been actually been playing out uh, over the past few weeks on Rampage. Uh, Hook is the babyface assassin of Team Taz, and I say babyface assassin because he is a babyface. He is a babyface in a team full of heels. Hook comes out, does his thing, chokes somebody out, and walks away. That's what Hook does. He doesn't hang around the ring to beat somebody down. He just comes out, does his thing, and goes to the back. That's what Hook does. Hook is awesome, and Hook is going to win. He's going to put QT Marshall to sleep 100%. It's going to be Hook. Send Hook. Send Hook. And then you have Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch. Oh, man. And here's the thing. I like both these girls. I, like, I do like me some Chris Statlander. I, 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 you know, I like Chris Statlander. I think Statlander's the best athlete as far as the women's division goes in AEW. Um, Layla Hirsch is a little badass. She's a little di- diminutive badass. And I think this is going to be this is going to be a stiff. It's going to be a stiffer match than what you might think it's going to be. I think Statlander wins, but only because she's bigger and stronger. Not because of not anything against Layla. I think I think Statlander, Statlander wins because they they they. But really, you know, it could be Layla Hirsch could pull the upset here. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Layla Hirsch did pull the upset here uh, because right now they're not really doing anything with Statlander, and it seems like Layla Hirsch is getting a little bit of a heel push. And if something happens that I think might happen later on, uh, someone's going to the opponents. So it could be. Well, I, I'll change my pick. I'm going with Layla Hirsch. Okay. <coughs> and now you have the Tornado Trios match. Andrade, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. Okay. Uh, this match is going to be fun because it's got Matt Hardy and Andrade in it. Plus, I got Sting. Uh, but this is not going to be some... Uh, uh, Sting, Darby Allen, and, and, uh, and uh, Sammy Guevara is going to win this match. But that's not going to be the story. The story is that Matt Hardy is going to leave the faction of the AFOH. Or the AHFO. Yeah. The Andrade Hardy family house. A family office. Uh, Matt Hardy is going to leave and, you know, turn babyface because Jeff is waiting for him. So that's going to be the story that comes out of it. Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy is going to win the match, but Matt Hardy is going to be deleted from the a H F O. Does he still delete things? He does still delete things. Oh, that's so overdone now. It is. Uh, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Match of the night right here. This is the match oh, of the yeah. night. This is easily the match of the night. 100%. Oh, yeah. These two guys are going to damn beat the shit out of each other. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm there for it. This is going to be unlike anything that you've seen him do in WWE. This is going to be. This is going to be the American Dragon versus Mox, not Dean Ambrose versus uh, Daniel Bryan. And these two guys are going. To, these two guys are just going to maul each other. <clears throat> because if you take a look at Daniel, take a look at Bryan Danielson's matches. If you didn't know where he come from, you didn't know he had this kind of violence in him. And 
Danielson is a he's a little bastard. He he is he is a little bastard right now. And he is stretching everybody, he's putting everybody to sleep. But Moxley, he's a tough bastard too. So Is this his first match back or has he had some matches back? He's had some matches back. Okay. But uh they they had actually brought up on with their last face to face that uh Moxley had never beaten Danielson, ever. In any ring around the world, he has never beaten him, and that's a fact. So, with that being said, I'm going with Moxley. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yep. I figured there would have been some form of the shield that would No? Really? Wow. Never beaten him one-on-one. He's never beaten him. Oh, we're just talking one-on-one. One-on-one. He's never beaten him. I was going to say, technically, but it's not one-on-one. Anyways, uh, Chris Jericho with his new found abs again. There is refound <laughs> abs again versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, I really hope that, uh, that Jericho does the right thing here and does what he needs to do for Eddie. Put Be- him over? Yeah, he needs to put Eddie over here. I think Eddie will go over. I think Eddie wins the match. I just hope that Jericho doesn't take creative control of this and hurt Eddie with it. That's what I'm worried about with this match. Eddie Kingston should win this match. And I think that because of the fist bump that uh, Ortiz and uh, Santana and Ortiz give Jericho on Wednesday night, almost assuredly means that they will turn on him at Revolution. Almost assuredly they'll go with their friend Eddie. I hope that's the way it goes. I don't want to see them screw Eddie out of this. This is Eddie's signature win right here. Eddie needs this. 18 years in the business, this is his win right here. This is the one that puts him over. This is the one that gets Eddie Kingston over the top, in my opinion. So Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston on Eddie Kingston on Sunday. The dog collar match, Punk versus MJF. Okay, so I said Moxley Bryan would be the match of the night. This is the story of the night. This right here, this match right here is, is to me, is the reason why I want to buy the pay-per-view. <clears throat> uh, the, the story these two guys are telling is something we haven't seen in a very, very long time. And we should appreciate it for what it is because we won't get it again. This is a, this is a story that is, this is a masterpiece being told by two two of the best talkers in the business. And this this match excites me. Because I know I know these two are going to tell a very emotional story just like they have told the entire way. They're going to tell a great story. With that being said, CM Punk's going to beat MJF. Because it, he has to. He has to overcome MJF. Because I thought this was supposed to be the big match for MJF. But... MJF, well, it's, it's just going to be a case of someone goes over and someone gets over. MJF will come out of this match respected by everyone. Guaranteed. Fair so, enough. Someone goes over and the other person gets over. Uh, the face of the revolution ladder match. Keith Lee 
Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, and either Christian Cage or Ethan Page. Okay. For a shot at Sammy Guevara. Sure. Shot at Sammy Guevara. So I think this is Wardlow's story to tell. I think this is Wardlow 100% because this is Wardlow's babyface arc. Wardlow has to win this match to continue the arc of him winning and MJF taking credit for everything. So, it starts, I don't know if this is going to be before or after the dog collar match. I'm going to say it's going to be before. (coughs) So, I think that uh, if you watched on Wednesday night when Wardlow beat Cesar Bononi in record time, uh, Sean Spears was going to hit Benoni with the chair. Well, Wardlow stopped him from hitting him with the chair because that's been Sean's, that's been Spears' thing. It, that's Dilly's gimmick. Well, it is his gimmick, but he's been getting the rub off of Wardlow winning. So that's how he's been doing it. Well, Wardlow stopped him. But when Wardlow threw down the chair, Wardlow turned his back to Dilly. He turned his back to Sean Spears. And Sean, and, and if you watch it, if you, and if you haven't seen it yet, go back and watch it. Sean looks at Wardlow, looks at the chair. He stops. He stops as he's getting out of the ring. He looks at Wardlow, looks at the chair, takes a good long look at the chair, and then looks at Wardlow again. You can tell me, you can tell me he didn't think about hitting Wardlow with that chair. Oh, I'm sure he did. He did. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. And I can't wait for that feud. That, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a good one when Wardlow goes through the entire tentacle. Because he will. Because I think what's going to happen, because he is supposedly not under contract with AEW, he's under contract with MJF. He is going to win the face of the Revolution ladder match. And then he is going to beat Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Just for MJF to take it from him. And playing the TNT Championship for himself. Thus, keeping up the narrative that he takes credit for everything Wardlow does. And that's going to be what sets Wardlow off, and he turns on the pinnacle. Either that, or they screw him out of the ladder match to keep him from getting the TNT Championship. Which I don't see. I actually see him win the uh, Face of the Revolution ladder match. So, Wardlow in the Facial Revolution ladder match. There's a lot ranting on this ladder match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the tag title triple threat. The Bucks versus Red Dragon versus Lucha Express. Oh, or not Jurassic Express. Or Jurassic Express. Yeah, yeah, you keep getting them mixed up with the Lucha doors. Um, again... Well, it, I, I, I look at Luchasaurus and I want to say Yeah, Lucha. Lucha, yeah. It's hard not to. I've said I've, I've screwed up their name a couple of times. Uh, again, this is a match that, uh, this match isn't, isn't about the champions. This match is not about Jurassic Express at all. They're just being used as, they're just being used as a prop in the match. This, this match is about the Undisputed Era versus the original, the original, or what, or original era. What are they calling the, it? Uh, I'm not sure what they're calling themselves now, but it's about I saw something about it today, but it's the era versus the Bucks. This is what this match is about. 
It's going to be about those two teams and how those two teams are going to cost each other the championships. And they're going to start the feud. And, you know, Adam Cole's going to side with O'Reilly and Fish. You know he's going to. Because that because then they could beat the crap out of the Bucks and then Kenny Omega make his heroic return. But, you know, but that's what this match is coming to. So uh, Jurassic Express retains, but we see the the breakup of the uh, of the super elite into the uh, uh, the era and the bucks. That's the big thing coming out of that match. The undisputed originals. That's what they're calling the them undisputed now. originals. Okay, the that's un- what the AEW YouTube page calls them. The now. undisputed originals. Okay, okay. Well, they're the undisputed originals. Well, that's who they're they're going to be brawling with the bucks, and this is what's going to happen. This is why they're going to break up. The Undisputed Originals versus the Bucks. And it's coming to a town near you. <laughs> uh, then we've got the TBS title, which is Tay Conti versus Jade Cargill. God. Tay Conti has, uh, has really grown since being in AEW a lot more than she could ever would ever have grown in WWE. Let's just throw it out there. She was, she was buried underneath girls that were better than her for a long, long time. Uh, so that was a massive women's division. Yes, yes, and a really good one. And a really good one. Yeah, the NXT during the time that Conti was in the uh, in NXT, they, NXT had the best women's division in wrestling, and she was buried underneath a lot of talent. So for the fact that she's got out and she's been able to grow like she has has been has been fun to watch because she is she she's gotten a lot better in the ring. That being said, Jade Cargill is a star, and they treat her like a star, and for good reason. Jade Cargill's presence is just too much to overcome. Jade Cargill will defend the successfully defend the TBS championship and await her next opponent, which I'm praying would be Mia Yim. Possible. Yeah. Uh, and you've got the women's title match, which is Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, I love both these women. And Britt Baker's title run has been fun. But she's had to belt almost a year. And I feel like if she's going to drop the belt, now's the time she's going to drop the belt. This has been coming on for Thunder Rosa for a long time. It seemed almost inevitable that Thunder Rosa was going to be the AEW Women's Champion at some point. And I think now's the time. Uh, although I hate to see Britt Baker's run end because she is very fun to watch. She's she's such a bitch, and she, it's so fun to watch her. She is such a bitch. But I don't think uh, I've ever heard someone be called such a bitch and then be fun at the same oh, time. Oh, it's she is so much fun, but she is a bitch at the same time. And I, I say that with all the love in the world because I I, I love watching Britt Baker, but she is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that uh, Thunder Rust is going to win the AEW Women's Championship. All right. Well, that leads us into the world title match, which is, well, Breaker's boyfriend, Adam Cole. Bay Bay. Versus Hangman. There's going to be, I, I feel like this, I don't know, I don't think this is going to be as good a match as what, you know, what's been what we've seen beforehand. They don't think the Battle of the Atoms is going to 
blow the house off. I don't think it's going. I think that I think the outside things is going to be better than what the than what the in ring match is going to be. And I say that because you've already had Red Dragon and the Bucks because they're going to be brawling. Okay, so when Red Dragon comes out to help Adam Cole, which inevitably they're going to do, the Bucks come out to stop them. And that just causes that much more of a rift between Cole and the Bucks. And this is going to be Adam Cole's first loss. I think Adam Page wins because the Bucks interfere with the and they keep Red Dragon from interfering in the match. And that starts the and that doesn't turn the Bucks completely babyface yet because because uh, Adam Page still doesn't trust them. But We've seen in the past that the Bucks kind of let Page do his own thing. They don't. When they have a chance to interfere on, interfere on Page, they don't. And it, it happened with Omega, and it and it's ha- it happened with it happened with them again whenever he jumped Red Dragon a couple nights ago. So I think it's going to happen again. And they're going to keep Red Dragon from interfering, which is going to cost Adam Cole the match. And then that causes the rift between Cole and the Bucks, where the Undisputed Originals start beating the hell out of the Bucks. And you might have a return of Kenny Omega at that point. What's Kenny out with again? Shoulder or something? His shoulder, yeah, he's, he's got, he's got his, his shoulder's bad right now. But it might be a little early for Kenny to come back. I think, does he have to have surgery, or is he just like resting? I ain't for sure. I think he might have had to have okay. surgery though. I, but I, I, I can't remember. But it's been, uh, it's been a few months since he's been out. But I don't think he's ready to. I don't know if he's ready to come back yet or not. If he is, okay. if he is, I think they need to hold it off and let the Bucks take a damn beating and work from underneath for a little while. Let him get that baby face heat back, and then. Run Kenny out there to make heroic save, and all of a sudden the elite's baby faces again, and everybody loves the elite. So, so they need to save Kenny to come in. Yeah, need say uh-huh. needs. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. See, I know things. I know some things. You do know I some things. Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, but I, I think they need to save Kenny. I think they need to let the Bucks take a beating for about five, six weeks. You know, every every week we see the Bucks get their asses kicked by the undisputed era, and then Kenny makes that heroic return. And the only thing you hear, the part of his music where it says, I hear a battle cry, and here out comes Kenny with a damn broom or some goofy shit that Kenny does, but he comes out there and he just whoops, he just whoops there his ass. And then you've got, then you've got a two fat, you then you've got a faction war you want to watch. So I think, but I think uh, Sunday night is the split of Adam Cole and the Bucks. Something we've awesome. seen, something we've seen coming for a while. If you've been watching AEW TV, something we've been we've been we've been seeing for a while now. I mean, I think people were calling that when it first happened, especially once O'Reilly and Fish. Oh yeah, absolutely. I knew they it was going to happen. It was going to be the battle for Adam. Yeah, absolutely. But we see the, I think we see the split of it on Sunday because the Bucks will cost Adam Cole the AEW championship because they won't let. Red Dragon interfere. Very possible. Yeah, I I I could totally see that happening. I there's no way this match ends clean. No possible 
no possible way whatsoever this match ends clean. No way. No way. I like it. I like it too. I'm excited for Sunday. I'm excited for Sunday. And that is, that's it, isn't it? Yep. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Jenny, what's your thoughts on the weekend and what we got coming next week? Maybe. That's asking me to plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you, I know you and Cadillac had something planned. I say, if we have Cadillac back next week, we have an idea planned. Talk some, I don't know, do I, do I spoil it or do I save it? I mean, you I mean, can, you can do, it. you fine. can do whatever you want to. This is your, it's y'all guys idea. I'm just kind of long for the ride on this one. Cause, because I'm not a fashionista. Oh, okay, yeah. <coughs> we'll, we'll find a way to drag you in. I think we're going to, we're going to talk some ring gear. And I'm sure that will lead to talk about the parts of the anatomy that gets enhanced by certain gear and uh, how people's butts look. And, uh, we know you just love some butt talk. Well, you know, I love the booty. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you can't not talk butt when you're talking about people wearing tights. Oh, that's true. That's true. And we, and we might talk the Revolution pay-per-view next week, too. How that ended, how that worked out, and how my predictions went. I think we'll definitely have to go back and revisit your predictions. Yes, we'll definitely have to go back and revisit my predictions. Uh, but for right now, we're out of here. Uh, I know it's a little bit shorter, but uh, like I said, we had to call an audible tonight, and uh, I think it went. I think it went well. Just me and you, yeah. yeah. Just me and you went well. Good talk. Good, Good talk. talk. Good talk. Good talk. It's 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 stuff I can't comment too much on because I don't watch AEW, and I apologize for that. But you know, but you get I'm learning stuff. Well, you know, you learn stuff. You know, we, I mean, we don't talk enough AEW anyway. AEW New Japan, we don't talk enough about, and New Japan, I take. Uh, I. I you know, I take that. That's that's on me. Jacob's coming up soon, right? Or yeah, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah, the the Japan Cup, New Japan Cup. I yeah. think I think people are actually being able to travel there for it. I yeah, seeing people are heading that way. Yeah, that's what I heard too. And uh, I, I actually take I actually take personal responsibility for that because I don't get to watch as much New Japan as what I want to watch. I I thoroughly enjoy New Japan. Uh, there's nothing more I like than two dudes just beating the shit out of each other, and that's what they do in New Japan for the most part. And you do like the athlete. I do like I, I I love stiff wrestling. I, I love stiff. I love stiff shots. I mean, you know, I, I just love it because it gives it gives me that realism. You know, it, it it lets me. You know, this is like a real fight, and two dudes of them beating the shit at you, beating the shit at each other, and making it smack. These two dudes are fighting, and that's you know, it take it draws me in, and I I love that stuff. Uh, you know, do some guys get dropped on their head in New Japan? They get dropped on their head, but you know sometimes you gotta take good with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's just part of it. Not everything's gonna be perfect. We need to stop wanting everything to be perfect. And yeah, be glad for what we get. Be appreciative of what we, we got. Get any wrestling? Hey, there was a point in time we didn't get very much wrestling. Right. When when WWE was the only show in town. Remember those days? Those days. I wasn't watching that. Yeah, those days were bad. Those days were bad, so we appreciate I mean, I guess you got. Kind of technically, well, yeah. no, I mean TNA Impact, whatever you want to call it, has always been around. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't always been it hasn't always been relevant. It hasn't always, always been, been relevant, around. but it's always been around. But you know, when WWE was like the only show in town, I mean, Impact was looked at like second rate, and I really don't look at Impact like they're second rate anymore. 
don't know, Impact, like, I wish I could make myself start watching Impact, but I just, I don't like watching wrestling every day of the week. Yeah. Because I have other stuff I want to watch, and if I'm watching wrestling, I don't get it watched, because then usually after wrestling comes gaming, and then I just don't get to watch stuff. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just not going to watch anymore. <clears throat> yeah, that's... Watch what I've been watching and what I know. Because, like, I, the Impact stuff sounds really good right now. Impact is putting on some really good. They're putting on really good matches. Their match quality and impact is high, high, high quality. And from guys you really don't aren't really a household name anywhere. I mean, you've got guys like you've got guys that are known in WWE and you know in other forms of independent wrestling, but the, you've got guys that you really have never heard of putting on great matches there right now. And they're worth they're worth a watch. They're absolutely worth a watch if you've got uh, if you've got. I think they're on Access TV. I don't know what channel they're fucking on no more. I think it is Access because I used to not get it, but now I think I get it. Yeah, I think it's on Access. Yeah, I mean they're worth a watch. On Twitch too, but... Yeah, it's always on Twitch too. You can watch them on Twitch. Uh, so if you don't have Access, you don't have Access TV. You can always go follow them on follow them on Twitch, and you can watch it every Thursday. Hell, but it, it, it's a pretty good watch. It's it's a really good watch. Do they still stream old shit too? They do. Like 24-7? 24-7. Yeah. They stream old stuff 24-7. It's a fantastic, fantastic library of matches that they have with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Chris Daniels. and. That's the stuff. I want to go back and watch uh, some of their old shit. Yeah. Yeah, their old stuff is definitely, their old stuff is uh, the early days of the Impact Zone, some of the best stuff you'll ever see. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, some of the best stuff you'll ever see. But anyway, we're out of here. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for support. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us who you think is going to win on Twitter. Tell us. Yeah, I'm going to try to put up a match card before the weekend yeah, so give you guys can make some predictions. Give us your AEW Revolution predictions on Twitter to leave a mark pod Twitter. But anyway, we're out of here. Thank you guys. Bye. I do have to care. Like, bye.